welcome to Mystery Mugs and Melanin. My name is Crystal. I'm Celine. And how are you, Celine? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a really busy week. I'm happy, you know, to be back with the podcast. I'm so excited to be back as well. Um, do you have your mug, your coffee? What's going on? Always. <laughs> Always. I have my little hot coffee today. I'm usually a, a cold brew girl, but I got my hot coffee today. Same, same. <laughs> so what's been going on? I know that it's been a while, you guys, since we have um, been out with a new episode. But um, if you've seen the intro, you know that a lot has been going on with us, but we're back and we're ready to get back at it. Um, anything new with you? Well, I know there's new stuff with you, so... <laughs> There's just, there's been a lot of new stuff. Not everything I'm ready to share oh, no. with everyone at this moment, but it's been life-changing events, I guess you could say, in my life right now, which did contribute to, you know, part of us being away for a while. Um, but I am slowly getting back into, you know, like a routine getting my life back in order um, kind of feels like starting over. Yeah. My own little group. So I'm just happy to be. Right. I think the biggest thing that both of us have been dealing with is moving. Yeah. We both moved. Your move was bigger than mine, but <laughs> we both moved in this time. So, you know, that was something that really contributed to us having to take that little hiatus. It did, and but it's exciting because we're actually closer together now. So we'll be able to have some of our episodes, our you know, together. We'll be able to film together right. instead of being apart all the time. So that's exciting. Yes, it is. I can't wait to do an in-person podcast. I know. I mean, <laughs> it's not like we don't see each other all the time, but we just never record together. Right, right. When we're together, we're not thinking about like podcasting. We're thinking about like nothing. <laughs> getting coffee <shopping>. right <laughs> food, food coffee and relaxing and salsa oh yeah chips and salsa queso and queso mm -hmm. <laughs> all right so what is today's episode yeah in today's episode we will be unraveling the perplexing case of lashia stein a bright teenager whose aspirations were cut short by a mysterious disappearance in the summer of 2016. So join us as we explore the events leading up to that fateful night and the search for answers that has spanned years. It's been seven years since Lashia Stein vanished, leaving behind a trail of questions and a family tormented by the unknown. Sabrina Jones, Lashia's mother, faces the unimaginable agony of not knowing where her daughter is or what she's enduring. Lashea Stein was a promising 16-year-old living in Aurora, Colorado, with dreams of a bright future. She was a diligent honor roll student with a passion for nursing. She even secured an internship opportunity at the University of Colorado Hospital. But on the night of July 15th, 2016, Lashea vanished, leaving behind a trail of unanswered questions. On the evening of July 15th, Lashea was excited about her upcoming job interview and her mother, Sabrina Jones, went to bed not knowing that this would be the last time she saw her daughter. 
So nothing seemed out of the ordinary the day Lachea disappeared. Um, her mother went to bed, planning to take her daughter to an interview at Firehouse Subs the next day. At about 2 a.m., Lachea, she kind of fussed at her younger brothers for being awake and told them that if they didn't go to sleep, she would tell their mother. So, of course, they went to sleep and she closed the door behind them. The next morning, when morning arrived, her family went to wake her for her interview and discovered that Lachea was missing. They called her phone. They tried to locate her in the neighborhood. They went out in the neighborhood to look for her. Her phone went unanswered. And the attempts to locate her yielded no results. Mm-hmm. So question, how old, do you know how old the brothers were? I don't know how old the brothers were. Um, they were a couple years younger than her from what I've um, seen. She was the older child. Okay. Apparently, if she's fussing at them to go to bed, I'm sure they are younger than her. Yeah. But can you imagine waking up and your child is not there? No, I can't. And I don't want to. No. <laughs> so- Panic set in and the family turned to the police for assistance. Okay. So initially, the Aurora Police Department treated Lachea as a runaway case, which is often common. Yeah, it's very common. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until actually the police chief returned from vacation and then the case was re-examined with closer scrutiny. Investigators noticed Lachea's erupt withdrawal from social media. I mean, she's 16, you know, so how important is social media? Everything. And she also had no contact with anyone at all that knew her so this even though people run away may not be in contact with their immediate family it's not like if they run away they're going to cut contact with every known person in their life and i mean if you think about back to um you know being a teenager there were times when okay you're upset with your parents or whatever but you're going to keep in contact with your friends, your best, or friend. your best friend, and if it's not going to be your best friend, then what? A little boyfriend or something? But somebody's going to know something. And sixteen-year-olds are not just getting off of social media in two in two thousand sixteen, right? So the pattern of her behavior indicated that she probably hadn't fled voluntarily. Um, The family was informed of surveillance footage uh, after the investigation started, and it showed Lachea walking near East Montview Boulevard and Peoria Street, not too far from her home, at about 2.30 a.m. And this was on that, you know, that same night that she disappeared. Um, Her mother, Sabrina, she does believe that Lachea must have been meeting someone, but did intend to return home. All her belongings were left behind. Mm. Her phone, her, her everything was there, and the window was open. So the window in her room was mm-hmm. open. So that kind of gives you that inclination that she was planning to return back through that same window. Yeah. Lachea's friends and her ex-boyfriend were questioned by the police, but no one was suspected of foul play and 
no information helped in the search for Lashega. Her family did countless searches in the neighborhood and around the area and the city, and nothing really came up. The investigation explored various angles, including human trafficking. Uh, there were multiple, multiple tips that came in where people alleged sightings of Lashea going in and out of motels in town that were known to be involved in trafficking in this area. I mean, it's kind of, I can't imagine what her mom was feeling. You know, your daughter's missing, but you're getting all of these tips that she's still in the area, but you can't find her. Right. And to me, it's like, what do you want? You know, I don't know, as a parent, you can't find your daughter, but you're hearing tips about them possibly being trafficked. And I guess that's a little bit of hope that they're okay, but not really okay, but, but, really, you know, yeah. alive enough to go in retrieve them mm-hmm. but no matter what no you don't even want to hear that yeah um some of these sightings claim to have seen her with a man that was possible possibly taking her across state lines as well so this because of this the fbi did get involved you know it's a minor over state lines mm-hmm. now um what actually one of these tips was very concerning because it described a scar that Lashea has on her chest. Um, It's a very distinctive scar. Um, It's about a quarter-sized round scar that's on her chest. Not many people would know that. Right. So somebody did, you know, call in with this tip and describe this scar like I really seen her. But well, how did they see a scar on her chest unless they were up close? Maybe she had on a low cut shirt or okay, but they still had to be pretty close. It's a quarter right. Um, but you know, despite these tips, um, even some claims came from actual victims of trafficking saying that they had saw her. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, but, you know, her exact location, it remained unknown. Like, they they still couldn't find her. There were hundreds of calls, uh, tips claiming that they knew where Lashea was and who she was with. Many tips singled out specific hotels um, in parts, other parts of Denver and in other states. Uh, m- but many of them did prove to be false and were cases of mistaken identity or the tip came too late. And by the time they showed up, it had been cleared out. Um, Lachea's mother has said that they have received tips that her daughter was seen with a woman who is actually known to recruit for traffickers. Oh, man. So I think the only... This hasn't been proven. It hasn't been confirmed by police. Um, But I think... As a mom, this would be tearing me up inside, you know, like, okay, it's possible she's still alive, but what is she actually living through? Right. Um, I mean, I would be knocking 
on hotel doors. doors. I'd be on the uh, back page trying to see, you know, are they posting pictures of her online to try to, you know, I I don't know. That's, I would assume a, that the investigators were doing that. Yeah, I'm They're sure. Trying to see if they can find, like, you know, advertisements and things like that with her picture. Right. Um, but her mom did dis her mom thinks that this could be plausible because she did say that her daughter was very trusting. She could be very trusting. Mm -hmm. And members of the family have described Lashea. Um, she was very smart. She was sweet. She was very kind, but she was a bit sheltered and naive. Mm -hmm. And this is how traffickers, this is how they, you know, prey upon young people um, and they exploit them this way. Right. Um, and, and I mean, go ahead. I'm sorry, but like, um, this is, I mean, on the internet, I have a 13 year old daughter, mm -hmm. so I'm always trying to, you know, talk to her and make her aware that even if someone seems to be a good person online, you can't trust the just a random person online. And I know that they do pray after these these girls who are more naive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hard. It is. It's, it's very hard. In 2019, an age-progressed photo of Lachea was released, and this renewed the search efforts. But more recently, in November of 2020, Aurora police searched a house in the vicinity where Lachea was last seen. Despite intensive searches and even equipment was brought in to break through concrete. Oh, wow. Um, so this makes me speculate, and I'm only speculating, obviously, that there was some sort of hard evidence for, you know, for this to happen. Right. But no significant breakthroughs have been reported ever about what went on, if anything was found, we don't know. And we we both know that police tend to keep certain details close to the chest. And we all know that police like to keep certain details, you know, close to the chest, um, especially on unsolved or open cases, so that all of the information is not out. Right. So we don't know if there, anything ever came from that um, search or not. But, you know, the haunting details of Lachea's disappearance point towards the possibility of human trafficking. This is a theory that the Aurora Police Department continued to explore. Trafficking often ensnares its victims by isolating them from their friends and family. And yeah. that's pretty much what happened with Lachea. Yeah. Lachea's story is one of a beloved sister and daughter whose absence leaves an irreplaceable void. Her family's devotion to finding her is unwavering, even as the tips diminish and the road ahead remains uncertain. It's been about seven years. There hasn't been any significant changes in the case. Again, although at the beginning there were hundreds and hundreds of calls, you know, it's seven years later and the tip, you know, it's not as slow down. Yeah, it's slowed yeah. down. Um, the longing for answers and resolution remains. 
and the hope to find Lachea lives on. The case of Lachea Stein underscores the importance of sharing these stories to keep the search alive and to encourage anyone with information to please come forward. If you have any sort of information regarding this case, please contact the Aurora Police Department at 303-739-6164. And you can anonymously call the Metro Denver Crime Stoppers at 720-913-7867. All of this information will be included in the description below. Um, just as a reminder, when Lachea did disappear, she was approximately five foot six, about 150 pounds with long black hair, brown eyes, and a quarter size round scar on her chest. Okay, so um, first of all, I just want to say that I really appreciated how you made sure to say her name multiple times. Uh, throughout the episode because it's important that we keep these women's girls name alive so if you missed it Lachea Stein is her name and also I want to say that this case really brought to mind um, this show that I had been watching on I actually binge watched the whole um, series it's on ID it's on um, Discovery Plus. I don't remember the name of it, y'all, and I'm sorry. But the whole thing was about um, a team of people who are decoys online to catch predators that are, you know, on there searching for kids. And um, if you have Discovery Plus, look for it because it will educate you on how often and how many people are out there searching for underage girls and um it can be for any reason and being that she was 16 and um she maybe went out of the window maybe was talking to someone online who lure, lured her and definitely a possibility right um it's just good to educate ourselves that this is not something that's like a myth Human trafficking is not a myth. It's, it's real, real and it's it's rampant and it it may not be what you what you're thinking when you hear trafficking a van of people taking people to Mexico to traffic them. That that doesn't that's not always the case. The case is that it happens in America and it's happening everywhere. So All it's over the world. Right. It's, it happens everywhere. So it's not a myth. It it is very prevalent so um just educate your own kids for sure it's one of those things that it's uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and it's something that no one wants to really talk about until it hits very very close to home it's easy to deny or just imagine that it doesn't exist because it doesn't touch you or your family but it affects a lot of people, millions of people. And until we, you know, come together as a society and recognize that this is a huge problem that's not going away. um, It's, it's not going to get better. 
And it's not always just human trafficking. It's most people are like you, like you said, oh, a van just, you know, coming to take me to some foreign country. Right. It's not always a sexual thing. There are people who are used as cheap labor, labor yeah. for human, yeah. you know, slave labor. Um, they promise them, um, you know, money to send back home and you can work right. your way out of this contract. And they, it's not always like a, a sexual thing. And they're just working as cheap labor, cleaning people's houses, cleaning businesses. As the free business, labor. As free labor. The businesses think that they're hiring a legitimate company, but they're using, they're trafficking free and slave labor. And this is something that's, it's something that needs to be talked about in open discussion. Yeah, I think it's easy. I, you know, I can't speak for all countries, but I feel like it's easy in America to keep your blinders on mm -hmm. because if you um, didn't grow up in certain areas of the world, you may not be easily touched by these things. Yeah. And it's easy to keep your blinders on and pretend that this isn't happening, but it is happening. And with the internet, it really can happen to anyone at this point. All it takes is a young person who is seeking attention or not even companionship. Seeking it, companionship. Um, companionship. Um, they, it could be uh, your teenage daughter or son who is just having a hard time at school. They don't want, you know, teenagers don't want to talk to their parents, but they're online and they're maybe in the gaming community, maybe just in a chat room, maybe just on Facebook and somebody, they sense that stuff out. They sense yeah. out these these kids who are seeking something and they play on that weakness and you never know. Like, this know. is why I try to talk to my daughter because I'm like, you know, if even even if you know you're going through something, don't trust that a stranger on the internet knows you better than you know your family. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's a it's a hard thing to uh, think about to to imagine, and my heart goes out to the family because I know it has to be hard. It has to be, yeah. Um. So this does conclude our episode today. Um, we'll include all relevant information in the description box below. Right. And, uh, you know, let's discuss it in the comments. Yeah. Uh, comment section. If y'all have anything uh, to add, any story you want to tell, anything, let's discuss it in the comment. Um, also follow us on Facebook. We can discuss it there or on Instagram. We'll have all links in the description uh, box. Also, if you're seeing this and you know anything, um, whether you think big or small, contact. Yeah. Um, we're also open to um, case suggestions in the comments as well. Right. Uh, in the comments or send us a message. Um, I think we're going to have a form that'll be in the description box as well. Um, but we are super grateful that, you know, we are back on schedule with our podcast and we hope that you will enjoy us next week. We really do. And also to go back to the, um, the requests, if y'all do have requests, remember our focus on this podcast is 
for women of color. Um, even if it's not women of color, you can, of course, request it and, you know, why you requested it and we'll consider it. But just also remember our mission and our focus. Absolutely. Um, so I think that's all we have today. It is. We also wanted to say thank you again for like being, you know, being with us through our transitional period of the rebranding. The we're working on background. Uh, this is this is not our permanent uh, background. Hopefully, in the next few episodes will have these changes made. But the important thing was continuing our podcast and getting these stories out. And the you know, the vanity can come later. Right. We appreciate you taking time out of your day to join and listen to our case today. Um, And please be safe and have a great day. Yeah. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.